Hi, so I am doing another one of the uh, walks with Lottie. Um, I had a nice email the other day after sending out one of the newsletters and somebody said, I hope you're going to bring back the walks with Lottie because they're a good listen. So thank you very much for that. I kind of was wondering whether to keep doing these. Um, I'm just recording this on my phone at the moment, so I hope it sounds okay. But um, yeah, it'll ramble while I ramble. Even if there's only a few people listen to it, I thought... Uh, yeah, okay, I'll try and do it. I can see on my phone here that I recorded one uh, back in November and, uh, as you know, things went a bit pear-shaped in November and I sort of uh, injured a... Well, I thought it was my shoulder, but it turned out to be a trapped nerve on my neck, which is rather painful. So everything went out the window for quite a while, but almost completely better now. It's one of those things you've got to give it time and little physiotherapy exercises to, to fix, but... Uh, Pleased to say, as I said in the last newsletter, that uh, getting back to work, picking up the novel <laughs> where I left off, slightly daunting task because uh, there's a lot to remember in the, in the kind of mysteries I write, um, with all the different plot lines and the uh, people who are red herrings and so on. And uh, yeah, I've got to try and remember it all. Um, so doing quite a bit of reading and rereading of stuff I've already done going backwards and forwards and uh, sometimes I find notes that say things like you know go and fix such and such because it seems too easy of a clue and then I hunt it down and find I've already fixed it some time ago so it's just one of those things that must have been uh, I don't know strange one of those odd thoughts that recurs sometimes like wondering if you've left the gas on I suppose worrying that I've uh, worrying that I've left a plot hole or made something too obvious so, um, navigating all those things, and uh, navigating the field at the moment, and although it's been cold recently again, it's, there's frost, I don't know if you can hear it crunching on the grass, um, really bright sunshine, clear blue skies, just taking a few pictures trying to capture the frost on the fields, but uh, it doesn't always show in the photo how lovely it is to look out over the fields when they're all white and gleaming in the sunshine and glistening with frost. Very picturesque. Put me in mind today of uh, the Shire or something from uh, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. But uh, yeah, I just feel a bit like that sometimes. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a little elf come out of the trees or something. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, as Usually I don't have a particular topic other than anything that occurs to me as I'm going around. And uh, I am hoping to do some other podcast type things soon. And I want to do some things, uh, different audio things as well, because I do enjoy it. Um, it's just kind of a way of sort of journaling really and keeping up to date with that. I'm trying to do a pen and paper journal at the moment as well. But um, I started off really well with that and... Uh, that fell by the wayside the last few days, but uh, I'll get back to that. Because that's quite nice. Just putting down some different things that you think. Get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Um, it's um, interesting. Somebody asked me the other day, thinking about writing and how it all works. Because you do get kind of a bit obsessed with it after a while when you... And this is your kind of, uh, not just your job, but your kind of way of life, really. It's like what, what you 
what you are rather than just what you do. And um, they were saying, do you sort of notice if you're watching a film or something? And the answer is yes, probably if it's not very good. I mean, you, you tend to spot writing mistakes um, and that can kind of spoil things for me when I'm watching a, a film. If something looks very heavy handed or kind of clunky or or just a bit too easy. Happens a lot with Hollywood movies, I have to say. But a lot of TV shows are very uh, odd in, uh, in the way they uh, treat characters, really, I think. Particularly, they, um, they tend not to take the time to develop the characters. And the other thing is that uh, I think they often kind of talk down to the audience a bit too much. I think... Uh, all, those, all that money at stake, those millions of dollars and the, the big producers think everything's got to be, uh, you know, kind of, I don't really like the phrase dumbed down, but I think we all know what it means, that uh, it's got to be simplified, not leaving much for the viewer to, uh, to imagine for themselves. I always think that's a shame. Right, Lottie, let's go back this way now. Let's reach the end of this field. Good girl, come on. So, um, so yeah, I do often notice things that, that are badly done, and I did say that I said to the to the person who asked me, I said, "Well, if it's well done, you don't notice it." I think the you know the the aim of the writer in a novel or a, a film or TV show, or whatever, or a play or anything, is really to try and disappear. I think if uh, if they can see your grubby paw prints all over it. They've not done such a good job. Can vary a little bit depending on on the kind of genre and the point of view used. But uh, yeah, on the whole, you, you try and disappear. And if I come away thinking, oh, that was a really great film or whatever, um, then that usually means it's been well written. I think people talk about the actors a lot and the directors, but actually, if it hasn't. The work hasn't been done into the foundations, you know, of a really good, solid, solid script. Then uh, I think it's probably hard to to get the story out of it. But um, occasionally, I notice really good things as well. I was really pleased that um, there's a there's a TV series, sort of northern noir, set in Yorkshire called Happy Valley, which is quite popular. And I didn't watch it when it first came out. But because people are making a big deal of this new series, the third series has just come out, uh, just just this month, I believe it started, I thought, well, I'll go back and give it a go. So I went back to the first one, because the wonderful thing about streaming is it was all there. So I went back to the first series, uh, Sue and I, and, uh, and uh, watched it. And I thought it was really good, actually. I thought it was well written. We're now still on the second series, which I'm not quite so keen on. But... The point of this rambling thing was, I think it was in episode four, um, the police officer, who's a, a police sergeant, a uniformed sergeant, played admirably by Susan Hampshire, meets a CID, a detective character that she's obviously known from before. And they just look at each other in a way that shows it. Nothing's said, nothing's explained. They just sort of look at each other slightly askance. And... The viewer thinks, oh, well, hang on, I bet they've had an affair or something. They've, they've had a previous relationship or an entanglement of some sort. 
and that wasn't it, which I quite liked the fact that it wasn't, they didn't go for the obvious thing. And he just said, um, how long have you been back in uniform to her? And up until then, you were just thinking, well, she's kind of a super cop. She's running around doing everything. She's obviously smart and feisty and strong-willed and all these brilliant things. But you didn't know until then that she'd been a detective. Now, if you compare that until... If you compare that to, to a lot of things where we see the first bit is all about how, you know, the disgraced person... You know, drops out of the FBI or the detective or what, you know, loses their detective badge or whatever. It's kind of very heavy-handed and it's done all at the beginning and it's all kind of rather, the point's rather laboured. That was a sort of uh, RAF transport plane uh, coming into view. You might be able to hear it. They come very low around here, sometimes low enough to rattle the windows right over our house. This one was here earlier so I think maybe doing some circuits it's a nice clear day I guess he's practicing it's one of those things with the big four propellers not sure what sort I'm afraid um anyway but you know what I'm, I'm saying that you get the point very heavily labored they think oh we've got to set this up right at the beginning and it wasn't mentioned until um four of six episodes so really quite a long way through and all he said was how long have you been back in uniform and I don't know if there was something some clue before then that I'd missed but I was really surprised and I just clapped my hands and I just thought bravo that is that is really well done I didn't need a whole load of backstory shoving on me um, at the beginning what we often call an info dump I didn't need all that and I'm glad it wasn't there I'm glad it just came in bit by bit and then in my mind I put it all together I put together her behavior and the various things she's been through and I knew why she'd left um, being a detective it was obvious really because I knew various of the backstory elements by then and so all I needed was that little uh, sentence and the rest came together so you know sometimes you see really good writing and you just think oh that's that's fantastic I also sometimes uh, smile when I hear some really um, nice dialogue particularly if I don't quite understand the way that they're talking to each other so you know if you're watching something if I'm watching something like an, an American TV detective series well there's no way I would know all the acronyms and things that they use but of course they would use them um, and I quite like working them out for myself I'm thinking of things like uh, the the Bosch series um, that was on on Amazon, um, based on Michael Connolly's books. There's lots of kind of um, cop speak to put it in that way in there, and and that's you know rings true to me. I don't know an, an American uh, person might have a different ear for that, but um, it made the character seem believable as as detectives and so on, and the way people. Um, uh, discuss things. It didn't matter that I didn't really understand the ins and outs of, uh, you know, who's going to be chief of police or mayor of the city or whatever. Um, so long as it makes sense to them and they're talking in a way that's true to their characters, then I think that really helps to build the atmosphere. So all this idea of over-explaining things, I try to to really avoid that in my uh, books. I sometimes think, oh, well, people won't know what such and such is. 
and I try just to sort of get around it with minimum minimal sort of uh, stage direction you know <laughs> on my part I try to keep out of it so I try and disappear and try and put it in the context of what's going on so somebody might say something that explains it enough just enough I think as long as you've got enough to to follow through the story without stopping to scratch your head uh, too much that's okay I mean if, if it gives you pause for thought for a moment that's okay but any more than that if you're starting to think well this is just nonsense then um, <laughs> you know that's, that's to be avoided so I hope that's the line that I, I tried it's, it's what I kind of go for instinctively I think um, and when I'm doing the doing the kind of editing stage where I go through it all I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes root things out as well and things like um, overuse of, of uh, body language and things like that you know it should be it should be obvious um, from what people are saying to each other the way they're behaving they don't necessarily we don't need to have them um, scratching their head to know that they're puzzled uh, we don't have to actually put that in it should be obvious I do do some of that of course I think any novel well, most novels would have a certain amount of that. I try not to do too much. I do notice it a bit when I'm reading a book. If every every sentence uttered, it comes with an accompanying, you know, uh, widening of the eyes or a lifting of the eyebrows or whatever. So yeah, I use those, but I do try to to spread them out and keep them keep them sparse, just just as much as is needed, really, if it's important. Um, for instance, if if somebody says something that is in contradiction to how they might feel so they might just do the classic thing of saying I'm fine um, when, when asked how they are it's the sort of thing that people always do isn't it say oh yeah I'm fine but you know, perhaps we see just a if there's a something in their body language or you know a, a lowering of their eyebrows a furrowing of their brow or something or a little shake of their head or something just uh, lets us know that it's not quite all as it should be not quite as fine as I'm making out. Still on a plane somewhere. Can't see it though now. Um, anyway, I digress. Talking about planes. Lottie, come back this way. When I, when I do this, uh, and she knows that I'm chatting away, distracted, she wanders off all over the place, going sniff sniff to her heart's content. Now she's ignoring me. Lottie, come on, come back here. Good girl. Yeah, here she comes. Slow but sure. Um, enjoying the sunshine, I think. Getting a little bit older, poor old thing. But she keeps uh, trudging away. As do I. So, um, yeah. I think that's probably uh, enough uh, of me chatting anyway. I've got to go and uh, scrabble down a hill with her and then walk up the lanes. So I hope that's some kind of uh, meaningful insight into what's going on and how I go about things. I'd probably repeat myself in some of these, but um, so be it. I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> it's just how I work. I guess a lot of these things are revisited. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's getting there. I'll be hopefully updating more with uh, the progress as we get 
Oh no, the words start to accumulate once more at the moment. I'm kind of finding my way and adding small numbers of words as I finish bits off. I sometimes leave like placeholder things that are, there might be a, a bit of just dialogue that has occurred to me and I've gone and put it in the right place and I've got to go and pad it all out and turn it into a proper scene so that something's going on. Yeah, and uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening to my uh, to my slightly rambling little talk. I hope it's of some value. And uh, if you have questions and things, anything you'd like me to talk about, please do let me know. And I, then I might be slightly less rambly. But uh, it's nice that it's not windy today, thank goodness. So very still, apart from the distant rumbling of... Uh, military aviation going on somewhere very quiet okay well take care um happy reading big thank you to everyone who sent me a mug of tea via the coffee.com button on the site and uh i will talk to you again soon bye